You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we're broadcasting today from the Pastoral Center here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us for Real Presence Live. It's been a a great first hour, and now we're heading into our second hour of Real Presence Live. And I'm pretty excited about this next guest. (laughs) I'm eh. I'm a little. I'm ambivalent. (laughs) I got to get my shots in before they cut. The return fire will be heavy. Yeah, I could turn off your microphone. Our next guest is Bishop Donald DeGrood. Good morning, Bishop. Hey, top of the morning to you. I've just been waiting to pick on Dr. Bergwald again. So there we go. Good. See, and we're I, recording I, it. <laughs> that's right. That's, shoot, it's being recorded. I forgot. <laughs> How's it going, Bishop? Hey, I'm doing mighty fine. Doing mighty Good. fine. Thanks to the God. Lots to be Bishop. grateful for. Bishop, I'm just going to throw a quick curveball at you. Oh, uh, boy. We've got a really fascinating sure. topic. Fascinating topic to get into. We're going to discuss here in a little bit, but uh, I'm sure you've got to be very excited about uh, an appointment for one of the dioceses here in our listening area. Uh, the Diocese of Crookston will be getting a new bishop soon. I think it's somebody who you know, right? Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. He's a brother priest from uh, St. Paul, Minneapolis. So he's been a bishop for about eight years now, Bishop uh, Andrew Cousins. Yeah. So yeah, they're, uh, the the diocese of Crookston is very very blessed. Yep. So we have, I know we have listeners in in the the Crookston diocese. So I'm sure they'll be very excited to have Bishop Cousins. Yeah. How blessed they yeah. are. Amen. Amen. So. Indeed. So, but uh, that's not why we we didn't get you on the phone to talk about your friend Bishop Cousins. <laughs> we, yeah, we could, but that's that's not that's not what you prepared for. So uh, we don't want to throw too much of a curveball at you, Bishop. So, oh, I can take curveball. Whatever well, I know you have. Oh. Yeah, I, 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 believe, I believe that. Yeah, yeah. Well, today we're excited to have you on because uh, we're going to discuss what it means to have a well-formed conscience. So let's start with the basics, Bishop. Uh, what is our conscience? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, we're so very, very blessed as human beings to be given the gift of reason. Uh, which helps us process through things. And so when we think of conscience, I love the way the Catechism uh, describes it. So Catechism describes conscience as, is that place deep in our own heart where we hear the voice of God calling us to do good and avoid evil? Mm. So if we break that down, there's that deep, deep sense within our heart. We know even from Scripture, the law of God is written in our heart. So when we go to that deep place within our hearts, that voice of God, if you will, that sense of what is right and what is wrong, um, becomes so very clear. And as we learn more about God, as we learn um, about how to live our lives in accordance with what's good and choosing the good, our conscience then uh, is that place of deep interior sense of there's a place of peace there. It's kind of like as an example when one can say, hey, you know, I sleep well at night because I have a peaceful conscience. Mm. What it means is one's uh, whole being is rightly ordered to the good, at least really striving to, right? None of us are perfect. We're all, we're all working at it. But the conscience is free when it's in conformity with, uh, with God. Um, I love a description, for example, from uh, Thomas Aquinas, St. Thomas Aquinas, which I remember all the way back in college, 
that um, truth is the conformity of the mind to reality. Mm-hmm. And so the more that we conform our mind to the reality, that is how God knows things to be, and we live in the right ordering that God intends good things for all of us, we have a really peaceful conscience. We are in right relationship, and our conscience is filled up with peace. Bishop, I, I love that uh, description of, of truth, as you said, from St. Thomas. Um, it's the conformity of our minds with reality, but I, and how we can be filled with peace. I think so many people uh, seek to escape reality in all sorts of ways, unfortunately, today, because they're afraid that their encounter with reality is going to be difficult, painful, and so on. And that's not, obviously, in the midst of a pandemic to minimize the reality of suffering and so on. I mean, we, we will suffer. We do suffer. We will suffer. And yet what our faith says to us, what you just said to us is that when we are in relationship with God, then our um, experience of reality is not turbulent, but just the opposite. It's peace-filled. And I think that's such an important message for men and women of our time to hear that, no, don't, I'm St. John Paul II, be not afraid. Our Lord, be not afraid. Uh, Don't be afraid to engage with reality uh, because the Lord is with you and you will find, uh, yes, troubles, but Jesus said, um, be uh, be of good cheer. In the world you will experience many troubles, but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. So in him we find peace whenever we're engaging with how things really are, which is reality. Isn't that right? Yeah, you're spot on, but I think part of the complexity today, Dr. Bergwald, that makes it, uh, and Heather, that makes it even more complex, is um, so we can, through uh, by study of our faith, by prayer, so those are, are really our key things, come to know the inherent dignity of the human person, God intends good thing, and when we know that interiorly, you're absolutely right, even if there's turmoil, it makes it difficult. Part of the complexity we have in today's world uh, is there so much um, uh, deception? And mm-hmm. so sometimes people can have a lot of uncertainty about, is this the truth or is it not the truth? You yeah. know, you take, for example, on social media, the various things that are being uh, spread out all over the place. And we know, for example, the evil one, all the way back in the book of Genesis, we again go to our, our beautiful gift of our faith, we see how the evil one was deceiving from very early on, um, Adam and Eve. And, you know, trying to convince them, no, 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 don't, don't, don't listen to what God said. You can eat from that, that tree of the good and evil, and you will be, if you will, like God. You will know, you'll, you'll have that knowledge yourself. So they were seeking something, he was tempting them to seek something that wasn't theirs, that belonged to God, um, but they were grasping for it. And so I think part of the challenge is, in today's world, it's the work of the evil one uh, on any of us individually, and certainly anybody who cooperates with evil. And then that can be really hard for the average person to try to sort through in the information that comes out in the world we live in today, what's true and what isn't true? How do we right. know what's of God? What, what, what is objective truth uh, in today's world? And so there's been a lot of deception, I guess, is my point. Right, right. So, so in light of that, then, I mean, one of the things I think is kind of be tricky for Catholics to understand sometimes is... Um, well, I guess I put it in the form of a question. Are we always supposed to follow our conscience, then? Mm. We are always to follow our conscience, and the goal would be is that we have a well-formed 
conscience. Mm. So we take, we use our reason, we use what's been revealed to us by God in Scripture and tradition, and those help formulate our conscience so that when we're making judgments, even in just day-to-day judgments that um, everybody needs to make, uh, that our judgments are based off of both reason and uh, faith, if you will. So what God has revealed to us, which we know um, from what He's revealed and the truth of who we are as His beloved uh, adopted sons and daughters. And I Go ahead, Heather. Well, I was just thinking, you know, um, I'm going to admit something live on the air in front of my bishop, but part of me has always taken that scripture that you know, who's given a lot is expected a lot. Right. So part of me, a little part of me, doesn't want to learn anymore <laughs> because I don't want to be responsible for more. So Heather, and, and, and this is, Bishop, this ties in to me with something you were just saying as well. Like we, we need to form our conscience as well because there are so many... The church does not spell out... I mean, sometimes I think we wish that she would. Sometimes we wish she, she wouldn't. But <laughs> the church does not spell out what we are to do in each and every circumstance that we'll encounter in our lives. Yeah. So that's where, Bishop, as you're saying, like we, we need to form our conscience as well so that we can make uh, judgments that are in accord with our reason. And the church cannot possibly uh, sort of write a book that will specify, okay, in this circumstance, you should do X. In that circumstance, you should do Y. Because every, every one of our lives is so complex that that, that it's impossible to write that book. What we need to do is, as you said, form our consciences so that we can make um, decisions that are in accord with right reason and our faith. Is that right? Yeah. So if you think of it this way, it's like uh, even if you're uh, studying something in science or whatever it might be, there's basic certain principles that, um, that we know to be true. Right, and so in a, in a conscience, when a conscience is formed, there's certain things we know to be objectively true and right that we can come to know, not only through reason but also through faith and what God has revealed to us. And when we enter into relationship with God, we have that moral certitude that we know this is true. Yeah. And so that's the goal to get to. And so even if it's something, if you will, I loved your point that, it, and Heather's too, right? Maybe we don't want to know everything. Right, because God might ask more of us. We're responsible for more. Or let's say there's somebody struggling with some teaching of the church, and and they don't want to consent to it because it means they have to change their lifestyle, or be willing to surrender an attachment to some sin or disordered passion. So, but freedom actually comes by working through that and finding the freedom Mm. that comes by having that conscience be in right relationship with God. Mm -hmm. So, the thing I'm attached to. The thing I'm, I'm not wanting to obey God on, if that's what it was, we actually find, no, 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 deep down in our heart, we actually want to be in right relationship with God. It's like Adam and Eve in the garden, right? They, they, they hid from God because they were uh, filled with shame, and yet God seeks them out. Deep down, He wanted to restore them because that's where their happiness lies. So we, we can resist, but the resistance actually isn't mm-hmm. for our good. Mm-hmm. It's what we see as our perceived good, kind of like the temptation of Adam and Eve uh, with that perceived good of, no, 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 you don't need to obey God on this. You eat from that tree. You yourself will be like God. In other words, you'll be given things that you mm-hmm. don't have right now. And it was a deception. And, of course, that deception led to a tremendous unhappiness 
Mm. separation from God, and then, of course, the consequences of original sin. Yeah. Well, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Real Presence Live, and we are talking with Bishop Donald DeGrood. He's with the Diocese of Sioux Falls, and we're talking about how to um, have a well-formed conscience. We're going to take a quick break. Bishop, will you stick with us so we can continue this conversation? Absolutely. All right, folks, we'll be back with more Real Presence Live right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. Hi, this is Deacon Jim Philbin from the Diocese of Duluth. One of the great gifts for me as a Catholic is the the witness of the saints, and I've been inspired my whole life by their example. Blessed Oscar Romero, uh, who was recently beatified, a martyred bishop of El Salvador, spoke up on behalf of the poor and the voiceless in that impoverished country and was slain at the altar during Mass. And his uh, beautiful and humble witness there reminding me to, to speak up on behalf of the, the defenseless and, and to, to be courageous in my faith. I think of even in our own most recently celebrated Mother Teresa, St. Teresa now of, of Calcutta, her beautiful ministry. And while she's known, of course, for her witness to the poorest of the poor, it was her ability to persevere uh, even in her own, as her own spiritual life, she was challenged. She di- didn't have the consolations of God with her at every moment as we all thought she did. And yet she ultimately knew that Christ was truly present with her in everything she did. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we're talking this morning with Bishop Donald DeGroote, and we've been having a really interesting conversation. I think I've been more of a sidekick. (laughs) Trying to absorb. I'm going to have to go back and listen to this interview once again. We've been talking about how to form a well-formed conscience. So we've been talking basically what is your conscience, when you should follow it. And so let's dive into how to form it. So, Bishop, um, you talked about uh, before the break about how um, conscience is sort of the coming together of of our faith and our reason. So, uh, on both sides of that, what does it mean, or how do we? What are we, what are some ways that we can form our conscience more fully? Yeah, maybe we can break it down into uh, both from the reason end and then from the faith end. So, 
Um, when we think of from the reason is, uh, we as human beings need to learn things, right? So if I could use an example, the angels will know things intuitively. Mm. So they have a, the way they're, they're intellectually blessed by God is an intuitive uh, knowledge. They just know things. Um, whereas human beings, as we know, we need to use our senses, for example, internal senses, external senses, to be able to gather information, we need to study things. That's why we go to school, right? So um, we learn things by study. And then when it, when it comes to reason, when you, you, take, you take something like, let's say, for example, um, you know, we need, somebody needs to teach a little child to not touch the burning stove, right? So the, the parent can say, don't touch that because you will get hurt. Now, most of us probably had to touch the hot stove before we're going to learn, right? <laughs> yep. So eventually, our mind comes into conformity with reality, because if we get burnt enough times, or the one time, we realize, hold it, it's true. Right. It is true. If I touch that hot stove, I'm going to get burnt. So reason will tell us that, hey, this thing's hot, and if I touch it, I'm going to get burnt, and it's going to really hurt. So through reason, we do all kinds of things to study about nature science, right, and all the various things we study. So our reason, again, it's, it's, that's what I love about St. Thomas's description. Uh, the truth is the conformity of the mind to reality. So when we study something and we learn, okay, now this is true, we can learn it by, we can know about certain things by nature, right? So, for example, the example I gave uh, relates to the, the hot stove and being burned. In addition to that, we're also blessed with supernatural giftedness by God uh, that we receive first in baptism by the extraordinary graces He gives us, uh, certainly all the sanctifying grace, but the things that enlighten the mind as well. And so if we use an example, uh, if we look at the supernatural virtues that God gives us, uh, we can look, for example, at faith, hope, and love. We can look at the cardinal virtues. Uh, supernatural prudence, supernatural justice, uh, so uh, justice, uh, justice, temperance, fortitude, and, uh, and prudence, prudence, justice, temperance, and fortitude, those beautiful things, we can get actually supernatural capacity mm. to know, to see things as God knows them to be, because He's giving us those supernatural capacities that actually enhance our capacity beyond just what we can know through human reason, because we're finite beings. God is infinite and infinitely bright and intelligent, and He can give us supernatural uh, capacities that can help shape and form our mind. We can think of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, right? Like wisdom, to know how to love things rightly in relationship to God understanding, counsel, knowledge. Think of how many of them relate to the use of our own intellect, right, our own reason. So it's really a combination of, hey, we learn things that we can on a human level uh, by reason, and then our reason can be enhanced by all this supernatural help that God wants to give us, for example, the gift of the Holy Spirit and the supernatural virtues. 
So, so those are ways in which we can form our conscience so that we have a well-formed conscience. Um, but just uh, maybe in a sense a silly question, but I think it's an important one. Why is it so important that we actually form our conscience well? I think you've spoken to this uh, throughout the conversation, to be, but to be very explicit, why do we need to form our conscience as well, Bishop? Fully human means to attain the potential that we have. Mm. So, to be fully human means to be imminently reasonable, imminently mm. prudent, if you will. So, using our reason, that's just on the natural level. And then, of course, um, what where we have a destiny that's beyond just uh, human stuff, uh, and that's where, of course, matters of faith come to enlighten our mind, God Himself, like I was referring to. So. If in order to act, to make any decision, to do anything, we have to be able to decide what we're going to do. Am I going to decide to go to school today or not? Am I going to decide to go to work or not today? At work, should I make this decision or that decision? So every day, if we to, to form our conscience to, to do the right thing, it's inherently driven within us to want to do the right thing um, if we're listening to our conscience. Mm-hmm. Right, because it's formed within us. The law of God is written within our heart, and so to go against that would be to go against our very, uh, the very inherent dignity that we have. And then we wouldn't have a peaceful conscience. We'd always be going against our conscience. It's kind of like when someone sins, and, and we realize that afterwards, like man, I feel terrible. Right, right. Uh, that's a good example of what happens when we're not following uh, the good, but we're giving into something other than the good. So the more we follow the good in every decision of our day, the little things, the big things, the more peaceful our conscience, the more ease we have, the more clarity in our thinking, the more reasonable we are, and the more um, godly we are, because it's also uh, enhanced by all these supernatural uh, virtues and gifts that enable us to do supernatural things. Uh, It's really God through us. Amen. Mm-hmm. And, and Bishop, it seems like, especially in a day and age like the, 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 the times in which we live, the culture in which we live, in which increasingly the drift of our culture is no longer with our faith, compatible with our faith, but um, is either neutral or even uh, increasingly hostile to our faith, it's more important than, than ever for many of us, uh, in our country at least, that we form our conscience as well so that we can recognize what the nature of reality is, as you've said repeatedly, so that we can make decisions that are in accord with right reason. Maybe in the past, we could have more confidence, uh, 70, 80 years ago, even 60 years ago, we could have more confidence that um, if we kind of just go with the flow, go along with with uh, what everybody else is doing, it's probably usually going to be in accord with right reason. But because that's not the case anymore, it's even more important that we form our consciences well so that we can make the right decisions in accordance with the way things are. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. You're spot on. So there's certainly the the faith dimension. You can see the deterioration uh, for so many uh, years now as it relates to matters of faith. And this is certainly not only in our American culture, but certainly uh, in others as well. The irony uh, in all of this is that not only has it been a deterioration of faith-based things, but it's, it's a deterioration of reason. Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, by reason alone, we know that we should protect life. 
human yeah. life. Yep. And yet, we know in our own country, you know, all the way back in the, in the 60s with Roe versus Wade as an example, there was an action saying, no, you, you, know, you have the, the right to take the life of, of an innocent child. Well, that, that's totally contrary to reason. Yep. One of our greatest um, natural instincts within us is to protect life. If a child's crossing the street that's in danger, what would we do? We'd run out and try to save them, right? Right. Mm-hmm. There's that deep interior sense of reason. So part of the, the challenge, and this is where the evil one, his strategy is so incredibly deceptive uh, and powerful, you can actually uh, take things that are absolutely imminently reasonable that a co- common sense person would say, well, of course, of course you'd protect life, Right. And then that can get turned on its head by saying, well, actually, there's something else that you have the right to do. So part of the struggle in our American culture, uh, in in so many places, um, is when there's relativism, where people can make up their own rules, if you will, try to define what truth is. And that's why the world is so confused. Mm -hmm. That's why so many people today are so confused, because people are giving out different messages saying, this is the truth. Or I get to define the truth. And, of course, we know that's the great strategy of the evil one way back when working on Adam and Eve. Mm. And now we see the effects of that just imminently throughout our culture. And we see more and more reason is being deteriorated, uh, that people just aren't even uh, living off of basic common sense things uh, that we can know by by reason alone, let alone by faith. Mm. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Bishop Donald DeGruyd with the Diocese of Sioux Falls, and we've been talking about how to create a well-formed conscience. Um, any last thoughts? We've only got about a minute left, Bishop. Any last thoughts before we let you go? You know, I think the real key is, and one of the things I find so very helpful, is more time in prayer and reflection. Mm. You know, we live in a very, very busy world today, and there's so many mixed messages, and there's so many messages being pumped at us, and a lot of negative uh, information. I think it's really important that we all step back and say, listen, God's with us. Mm-hmm. He will see us through. Let's go deep within our conscience. Let's use reason. Let's use faith. Let's learn our faith, continue to learn the faith. That's why I think things like uh, Real Presence Radio and other good ways of learning about the faith, learning how to live a good life, and then uh, turning to God for the strength and the courage to follow through with it and to be uh, really a radiant light of truth in the world. Conformity of the mind to reality, both through reason and what God has revealed to us in Scripture and tradition. We get, the, get, we get to be the ambassadors of reason and faith. Amen. And um, just an encouragement to all the listeners to not be discouraged by the things going on in the world, just all the more we live that more vibrantly for it and... and and help others taste the goodness of a true, free conscience, which is everything in right relationship with God. Amen. Amen. Bishop, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. I enjoyed it. You guys have a a great, blessed day, and keep picking on uh, Dr. Bergwald. (laughs) Will do. (laughs) She will, Bishop. (laughs) Thank you, Bishop. All right, folks, it's time for another break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about another great event that's happening up in Bismarck. So stay tuned. More Real Presence Live right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 